0: <laughs>
1: Welcome to Sam Meg Hakely.
0: Merry Christmas, Sam.
1: Uh, you're a little late, Maggie. <laughs>
0: no, it's Glee Christmas.
1: Oh, God. I gotta
0: say, this episode did put me in the Christmas spirit, um in that I'm I'm you know, I've never really been all that about Christmas. Uh I it sort this of episode me
1: turned you. Kind is of, that what you're saying? No,
0: no, it put me in the normal mood I am around Christmas, <laughs> which is like sort of filled with existential dread
1: <laughs> Okay.
0: About aging and um how like it's such a farcical holiday in that Sure at least in my experience. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this sort of perpetuated narrative about coming together as like a family or whatever. And it's just like, eh. (laughs) yeah. Yeah, no, I feel Um, it. It
1: puts you in that Christmas spirit.
0: In that Christmas spirit for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm being a little, I'm being a little harsh. I I did like it. Um, yeah. Yeah. how do you feel about it? It, it is a, this is a bad time to be put in the Christmas spirit. Like right after (laughs) it's over.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I mean, this episode is not good, but it's also not bad. Like it's
0: it is very um specifically crafted, I yes. would say.
1: Well, yeah, and well, we'll get into that in just a second, but I just want to point out, you know what we're doing tonight? Mm-hmm. I you know what? You know what? I I made a conscious choice tonight. I would rather okay. watch this episode of Glee than anything that Donald Trump ever would have to say ever. So,
0: oh yes, um tonight is his um address where he's going to um lie. S- s- tell lies. Yeah. Um and um disregard the fact that like people are dying um because of his lies. Yeah. So that's cool. Um except it's sort of the opposite of that. I can't believe that anyone decided to give him airtime. Seems pretty fucked up.
1: Yeah. It's Major networks. A real shit show.
0: But yay.
1: Anyway, let's talk about something that's actually more fun. This episode of Glee, it's named um, it's well, it's episode 10 and it's named Glee actually.
0: As a reference to love actually. Yes. Um which is only in reference to uh like the structure of the episode. Yes. Because the episode is like Short stories that all are supposed to come together for a central theme, which I suppose is the movie Love Actually. Yeah. Um, I it's been a long time since I've seen it. All I know is that Keira Knightley has like a weird stalker. Um, Colin Firth. Yep. Uh, falls in love with somebody who doesn't speak the same language he does, which mm-hmm. doesn't seem um chill. <laughs> honestly uh seems sort of um objectifying and gross but okay uh Maggie, and Maggie, love
1: is the universal language
0: maybe maybe that's the point of the movie is that people get objectified um and that love is um a false narrative perpetuated by a brainwashing society
1: hmm. <laughs> um no hmm. yeah I, I i did look up love actually on wikipedia after this just to check and I don't think anything really is consistent between the two, besides you know this kind of weird like multiple stories thing. But yeah, yeah. Um, some stats. Which is not oh.
0: like it's not like it's a very uh unique way to structure a story. No, it it's just sort of a I'd say I'd say it's a pretty common storytelling device. Well, I mean,
1: the we ha- we have a scene here right at the top. So let let's let's hold some of this discussion yeah, let, to let's- that.
0: Tell me the stats, and then I'll do the thing, and then we can get to the actual bit of it.
1: Yeah. So this originally aired on December 13th, 2012, with 5.26 million viewers, which is down from last week, which had 5.43 million.
0: Last week was Thanksgiving, right? No. Yes.
1: What? No. It no? was the episode after Thanksgiving, because it's the ramifications of them losing sectionals. And they sing in yes. the snow at the end. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and they'd scream at Marley the whole episode. Yes. Um, yeah, okay. This was directed by Adam Shankman and written by Matthew Hodgson. Okay. Okay. Uh, and we start the episode with a Sue monologue. She's journaling, um, as Sue occasionally does. And she's talking about the movie Love Actually. Like, this is pretty... Glee's tradition of Christmas episodes is to blatantly rip something off. Yes. Uh... Which is fine, honestly. Like, yeah, I mean, whatever, the, right? The, the
1: real the the thing about it is that Glee likes to, like you're saying, rip something off, and sometimes it sticks its foot in it real hard, and sometimes it just is okay. And yeah, so this time it seems like like you're saying she's monologuing as she's writing things, and she's talking about how the movie Love Actually um, is five or is, is well.
0: A collection of stories that come together to tell a central theme.
1: Yes. She also dunks on the movie. She says no one likes it, but for some reason it's still on cable. It's
0: always on cable. Um, It's always on cable because it has recognizable people in it, Sue. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Then we go right into uh, Artie's story. He's the first one. Yep. Uh, he's being hassled in the hallway by Finn uh, when Finn sees that he has like injuries on his hand and face and is sort of ha- um, harried as he's trying to get stuff into his locker. Turns yes. out that Artie fell on the ice yeah. because his uh, wheels don't have uh, chains. chains on them yeah. and the janitor didn't um, salt the ramp, which seems pretty fucked up, uh, especially yes. when you know you have at least one student who has to use that ramp
1: yep um yeah and we find out later that um arty also like he doesn't say this at this point but in addition to falling um which sucks um he also couldn't like he couldn't get back up um and he ended up like he ended up needing to like scream at some people to like try to get help yeah which um, is real he had to scream
0: until like a like a freshman, freshman girl came yeah. and helped him which sucks yeah definitely uh So we go to the nurse's office because, like, Finn sort of hustles him over there. uh, And the nurse is like, oh, lie down until your mom gets here. And it's like, he fell on the ice. And also, like, it's so much more of a hassle for him to lie down. Just let him keep sitting. Um, I don't understand that. (laughs) Well, Maggie, (laughs) it's
1: because we have to set up the premise here. Because... Finn, Finn goes to help Artie get onto the bed, and Artie's like, I'm tired of being helpless and pitied, and it sucks. And then Finn's like, okay, I know that you're mad, but like, I'm going to put you on the bed because you need to rest or something. Um.
0: <laughs> and then Artie has a dream that yes. is, um, what's the movie? The it's a um,
1: Wonderful Life.
0: It's a Wonderful Life. It's, an, it's a Wonderful Life dream. It's in black and white. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I'm just never all that pleased when they um, have Artie out of his chair because it just reminds me, like, how ableist this character is. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you know
0: what I mean? Like, it, the fact that they can use his chair as, like, a narrative device rather than just, I just, I don't like it. I.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I,
0: because the, yeah. the premise of this dream is that uh, Artie, isn't in his chair, he can walk, and uh he's gotten everything he wants, but guess what? Everyone's lives are worse because <laughs> Artie's life is better. <laughs>
1: well, yeah, so really this ends up the there the thing about it is this scene is ridiculous. Um yeah, but it makes it total is. sense when you realize that it's really just Artie's like like self aggrandizing fantasy. Um,
0: yes, it totally is. Uh, so, so we see Rory, because um, Rory's in this episode for us a, a yes. small moment. He's a the Christmas angel, yes, Christmas guardian angel who has granted Artie's wish of being able to walk. Uh, but it turns out because Artie could walk, uh, he played football instead of joining Glee. So uh, the Glee club never got off the ground.
1: Yes, Artie was
0: the glue of Glee. Is the phrase that is used, uh, and um, the Tina is still stuttering, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Becky is pregnant.
1: Yeah. Okay. This is this is maybe like my least favorite thing because they say that Becky is the school slut because Artie wasn't kind to her oh. to quote teach her self respect.
0: Yeah. Like because. Because Artie never went on that single like fake date with Becky, she didn't learn any self-respect, so beca- became quote unquote the school slut.
1: Which gross. this is not good. No, Lee.
0: this is a very <laughs> bad thing you have done. Which okay, again, I'm like, I,
1: I I'm not okay with it. It's gross, but when you consider that it is Artie's like fantasy <laughs> it all makes sense and like luckily none of it's like real because the next thing that we see is puck finn Ryder, mike and sam are all bullying kurt for being gay which again like makes no sense because no we're mixing all of the like timelines and all of the characters yeah. and like
0: all the Be- and the uh, But we're sort of mixing the timelines. Artie, like, goes up to Kurt um, as he's being bullied. And he's like, what are you doing? Like, you're not straight bullies. You're in the glee club. And they're like, what are you talking about? Glee club is for pussies or something like that. (laughs) Yes. And um, uh, then he turns to Kurt and he's like, Kurt, shouldn't you have graduated? And Kurt's like, oh, well, I would have, but I had to be homeschooled because of all the bullying. And it set me back. And it's like, why are you just saying this to this apparently stranger? Like... Well, and then uh, the yeah. best
1: part is that But Ben's- also
0: like Finn and Puck should have graduated too. Like yes. what?
1: Well, obviously Puck would never have graduated without True. Glee Club. But um, without his dads. Yeah. Um but then we also get uh Artie's like, Well what does Blaine have to say about that? And then Kurt turns and is like, who's Blaine? Who's
0: Blaine? <laughs> Oh. Um. Yeah. Uh, so we see Will next. Yes. He's a drunkard. He has, yes. he has like a flask and his hair is all disheveled. And he's got like four buttons open on his shirt. And he's just like, oh, Glee Club never got off the ground. And yes. then Terry comes in with a doll baby. Yes. And, and it's like, Will, I need money this part i really liked yes um, yes because it's sort of reminiscent of the wackiness from season one that i did enjoy yes Uh, mostly terry i miss terry
1: yes i I had my notes obligatory terry is great like honestly this scene gets sold because terry is so good like Artie's like is that a doll and she's like he doesn't notice when he's drunk um
0: <laughs> and then she's like oh you're cute <laughs> <To Artie. laughs> it's great um then arty goes to the library to see that rachel is like the dowdy librarian yes um <laughs> and uh he's like what what are you doing here you should be in uh, New York, going to Niada And Rachel's like, wow, that sounds really great. I am going to be in the uh, production of The Music Man in the, our community theater. And uh, Artie's like, tell me you're playing... What's the name? Um,
1: Marion the Librarian.
0: Uh, Marion the Librarian. And Rachel's like, oh, no, that's the lead. I'm in the chorus.
1: Yeah, which... <laughs>
0: I mean honestly i think leah michelle does a good job playing like the sort of mousy nerd yes
1: well and that's part of it is like i think one of the things that's it's like one of those classic like like when 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 they did the body swaps or yeah yeah, like they have fun with it like terry is great uh rachel is (laughs) great um even to an extent like I don't know. Honestly, maybe those are the only two. Will is fine. I'm just. I don't. I'm know. just
0: not a big fan of the premise of that. Like
1: Artie is like the one that made all of their lives better.
0: That and also like any time that they take Artie out of the out of his chair, yeah, feels sort of sloppy. Like it's never really honed in on. Right. Not, I'm not sure how I want to phrase it. Like it's just. I think I set it up at the top in the best way. Yeah, it just think... reminds me that they it's such ableist casting. Yes. yeah, I mean, um, Which I'm so not down with.
1: We're, we're Yeah, we're really going to get to it at the end of this. But um, before <laughs> that, um, Artie assembles everyone in what he thinks is the choir room. But it turns out is Sue's craft room, which is full of yeah. sewing machines that apparently all of these people are using. Like... I don't.
0: It's they're all sitting. They're all sitting behind them because I think those are the only chairs. Um, Well, it does seem like some of them work there, though. Alternate universe speech about how they were all in the glee club in an alternate universe in a different timeline, uh, and then sings Feliz Navidad. It's the maracas and the poncho are a bad choice. I
1: I wrote down. It's fine until Rory puts a poncho on him and hands him maracas. It's like. Pretty bad, which I, I I did. I I guess technically the Spanish teacher episode never happened in this universe, but Artie still <laughs> should know better. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, we we get some like moments of people sort of realizing um their true self, their true glee selves, uh, where Brittany dances with Artie and Will like does some spying.
1: Yeah. <laughs> in his classic in his classic way. Um yeah.
0: It's you know, where the camera sort of wiggles as it zooms in on Will. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah.
1: fine. Um I mean Artie danced short. on the table like the band is yeah. nice like it's the band, the classic like
0: oh, band guys. Dak Dak Shepherd Shepherd <laughs> yes. is out of his mind excited like yes. he's so ex- he's, he's having the time of his life. <laughs>
1: I mean, isn't he always though? Um Yeah. But
0: <laughs> he he loves playing guitar for the glee club.
1: Then then we get to like probably the worst part of this. Um they uh, Artie yeah. goes out into the hallway and find and sees an empty wheelchair at the end of it. Um and then Rory arrives to tell us that it is Quinn's wheelchair because she quote texts yeah. and drives in every timeline. Um, (laughs) and, and also that she died of a quote broken heart, like,
0: which is just a nice way of saying that she, like, she committed suicide or something, I think, but
1: that the, what they say in the, in the show is that she didn't have the support system of glee to help her like recover from her accident. So she just died instead.
0: Well, she texts and drives in every timeline, Sam. right. (laughs) Which... I have that written down too, because it's like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like,
1: <laughs> no matter what happens in any, like, no derivation changes the fact that Quinn texts and drives him every time.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. Artie uh, finishes his dream by picking up a, a single white rose that represents Quinn. Um, that is laying across the uh, wheelchair. He picks it up and he sits in the wheelchair himself, um, and then wakes up. And yeah. is suddenly completely chill with um having to be in his chair for the rest of his life. Yeah. Okay. Um. I mean... That's always the end of this kind of arc, right? Yes. It's either that or it's just sad. Where, like, Artie is, like, singing as Tina and Mike dance yeah. in soft focus. It, yes. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, that's...
1: I, again, from, like, an in-universe perspective... Sure. Whatever you got to tell yourself to like make life bearable, great, cool. Like if you have to think that you're the hero of this universe in order to like be chill and like not yeah. snap at people, cool, great. But like it is, it does come off as pretty ableist to be like
0: it. Just accept it the fact that you're as in a extremely wheelchair. Extremely ableist. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And um, uh, Finn's just like, I know that it sucks, man. And Artie's just like, Well, this is just my lot like okay let's end this part of these episode please well
1: and the best part is the way that they end it is finn rolls uh already out of the room and already like tinkles a bell on a christmas tree as they go by yeah, for like the every... every every time a bell yeah it's yeah. so stupid
0: that's when roy got his wings sam
1: <laughs> and flew away uh, out of thankfully... the show forever.
0: Thankfully, this storyline doesn't come back at the end for, like, the culmination of plot lines.
1: Maggie, just you wait. It does, but not in a big way. Um, I mean,
0: not really. Like, I guess Artie is in the episode at the end, but it's... No, no, Maggie, I'll I'll
1: explain it... I understand where you're confused, oh. but I'll explain it to you when we get there, because...
0: Oh, I'm, I'm I, very excited.
1: It took until my second watch for me to really catch the minutia of the episode to figure out how this one tied in, <laughs> but I got it. I figured it out, so I'll, I'll clue you when we get there. Um,
0: you figure it out in every timeline, I bet. Uh, <laughs> so we go to the Bushwick Loft next. Rachel is packing to go on a gay cruise with her dads over the holidays, yeah. which sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes. And uh, she's like, Kurt, you could still come. And Kurt's like, no. <laughs>
1: no, I'm going to stay in New York all by myself for Christmas this year. Uh,
0: Except then Bert shows up. Mm-hmm. As as is tradition at the Bushwick Loft, he brings a plant. This time it's a, it's a big ass Christmas tree. And the three of them, Rachel, Kurt, and Bert, uh, take down the Christmas tree and then start decorating it with ornaments it's all very uh, sweet and well, sentimental it's cute
1: yeah there's a sad story about kurt's dead yeah, mom they, but... they
0: talk about kurt's dead mom a lot there is that yeah but it's the holidays you know
1: so no tears <laughs> um but yeah uh just yeah bert gives rachel a little like apple ornament and she hangs it the, on the apple tree.
0: ornament is adorable. It it's is. like commemorate their first New York Christmas. Yeah. Super cute. Yes. Uh both Kurt and uh Rachel look really good in this scene. I like both of their outfits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh Kurt's wearing like a it's like a blue navy blue shirt with a bright like sort of tangerine collar. Yes. Very bold, but I think it looks good. Uh and the decoration is very cute. Rachel leaves, and then Bert and Kurt go out on the town to do all of their, like, holiday traditions.
1: Yes, they they we catch them what seems to be right after a musical. They're walking around the streets in New York.
0: I think they saw, like, the Rockettes, from yeah. the, as is, it's implied in the dialogue. All these stories are very quick, by the way. Because yes. they, they have a lot to get through. Uh, and then they go get hot chocolate, where Bert tells Kurt unceremoniously that he has prostate cancer yes I really liked the way the show did this they didn't like hold like Bert being like I have something to tell you Kurt end of scene like that didn't happen yes (laughs) Bert is just like I have prostate cancer but we caught it early so I'm probably not gonna die and Chris just like I'm having a panic attack
1: yes um yeah I mean I I agree I think it's nice um because, you know, Bert is like, I don't want to make a big deal about this. It's, it's, you know, supposed to be like close to 100% cure rate when we catch it this early. Um, Kurt, it, he this actually, I think the main reason, this is just culminates and Bert telling Kurt that he needs to hold the people he loves close no matter what, because that's what Bert has yeah. learned by being so close to death so often. Um,
0: it's yeah. kind of annoying that the show, um, to make... Anytime that they need to, like, develop Kurt's character, they just sort of put Bert in mortal peril. Yes. Uh, which I hate because Bert is maybe the best person on the show.
1: Yeah. No doubt. Can <laughs> they... St-
0: yeah. Like, Ryan Murphy obviously has really heavy daddy issues that <laughs> that are just represented by, like, nearly killing Bert every season.
1: Yeah. I, my big thing about this, um, mostly the message about, like, holding the people you love close no matter what... I'm getting a little tired of people telling Kurt to, like, get over the fact that Blaine cheated that, on him.
0: <laughs> that Blaine cheated on him. Well, it's because the fan base wants clean together. Right. They just do. Right? Yeah. Um, and they the show realizes they made a mistake <laughs> by um, having Blaine sleep at the lighthouse. Yeah. So they're just like, okay, we need to somehow fix this. I know how we'll do it. We'll make Blaine really remorseful pretty much ridiculously so yes and
1: and have every authoritarian authoritative authoritative figure in kurt's life tell him to just get over it. get over it yeah yeah (laughs) so uh
0: so then we go back to the bushwick loft where they do a christmas eve gift exchange Mm -hmm. uh, as is another of their traditions uh bert gets a hat and shirt that are really cute i liked them (laughs)
1: Good, because they had to I, I specially sort of, make those for this specific thing.
0: I sort of want that Niata hat. <laughs> I, okay. Uh, I just want to make a... I want to say something. Sam was going to get me a really cool Christmas gift, um, and I understand why he didn't, but he was going to get me the um, the New Directions jean jackets that Neil Patrick Harris um, presented to yes. the New Directions, uh, but the it was too expensive, which I completely understand. Um, yes, I, I just want... I want to thank Sam publicly for oh, okay. uh being so thoughtful.
1: Yeah, and this way hopefully if we have any listeners who have some connections like or
0: you, so maybe somebody some devoted fan could make us some <laughs> well, I just want to make
1: it clear I don't want one but like I, I want wear Maggie to have a, one. I
0: wear a medium jacket.
1: <laughs> okay, so um uh Bert then tells Kurt he got him something, but it's, quote, too big to fit under the tree. It's at this address, and then we're there. It's at an ice skating rink, um, and Blaine is here.
0: He skates up, and he's like, Kurt, it's me. I'm your gift. I'm here to do one more Christmas tradition, our duet. And uh, then Kurt gets his skate, skates on, and they sing uh, White Christmas, surrounded by some extremely skilled skaters
1: yes um as a note uh this is the michael bube version um it's fine uh, like
0: yeah i th- yeah. i think it's perfectly passable yes
1: um but i also did note that like the other skaters around them are very talented like
0: <laughs> yeah like, they're like professional skaters or something practicing yes. on this rink yeah which is weird because there's also like other skate normal yeah. people. Yes. This skate rink is packed. Too, right. Also, which I guess yeah. makes sense cuz it's it's like 5 minutes to midnight on Christmas Eve.
1: But does that make sense? Like I don't know.
0: I don't know. Uh this it, <laughs> it is Christmas Eve yes. though. In this part of the timeline gets pretty screwy well, here.
1: So Yeah, cuz the with the whole each like story, the stories, yeah.
0: Yeah, each story is condensed and goes over the course of like a week Probably or two. like the week before Christmas. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but yeah. So then uh, we they end the song, and then it is midnight. Um, so it's Christmas Day, and Blaine tells Kurt that no matter what, they're always going to be in each other's lives, even if they're not together. Yeah.
0: Blaine does a lot of like um, sort of longing, heart eyes filled looks at Kurt, which as yeah, I he mean, is want to do,
1: honestly seems more ominous at this point in time than anything.
0: <laughs> yes, else. absolutely. I, well, we should come back to that especially um at the very in like the second to last shot yes <laughs> i'll um, go i'll get back to it yes uh so we're back at McKinley for the next story because Kurtz is done for now uh, and we see cookie bullying Jake mm-hmm. uh, saying something racist and also anti-semitic at the same time yep. and uh then Jake provokes him into a fight and they start fist fighting then puck is suddenly here and he breaks it up
1: um, Noah is here. Um, he tells Jake that he's a screenwriter now. So that's yeah,
0: and he's here for research. <laughs> okay,
1: yeah. Um, he's also he also wants Jake to come back with him to L.A. Um, which they do in his
0: sidecar.
1: Yes, they... I... it's great. Well, they went, but here's the here's the concept though: is they drove from Lima to L.A. on a motorcycle, like in a.
0: With Jake in a sidecar. Yes. I'm pretty sure that trip would be at least three days. Uh, yes. <laughs> seems really bad. Whatever. Uh, then we go straight to a studio lot mm-hmm. where Puck has credentials to get on the lot because he fondled like an NCIS extra. Okay. Ugh. And then he st- Puck steals some guitars for them yep. because he's like, oh, you have to know that like jewish people run the movie industry so we need to show everyone that we are jewish <laughs> right that's like yes no that's, that's the essence that's, of what he says that's essentially he
1: said he's like yeah the gays and the jews run hollywood so we need to show them who we are or more specifically what we are um
0: and then they sing hanukkah oh hanukkah which is like i think jake sounds really good yeah i mean puck doesn't yeah, doesn't <laughs> sing a lot. He also doesn't really play his guitar all that much. Um, no, when he is when he is pl- when he is quote unquote playing, it's um, the actor just sort of waving his hand in front of the strings. He never actually touches them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I made a point to to like I had to go back and like
1: be like hmm, D- hmm. R- enhance enhance um
0: <laughs> en- enhance but um <laughs> zoom in enhance yeah C I S yeah, I mean, this
1: song is okay. The The big thing is I'm glad that they finally have, like, you know some representation of not just christmas in their holiday episode
0: except that but... then they make the jewish kids sing a christmas song at the end <laughs>
1: exactly See, that was like so... yeah well we'll we'll get to that but um
0: uh this is also weird. this is like a on... fever
1: dream honestly like
0: yeah because they're singing on the studio a lot and they go to like a couple different places on it um and no one is upset, they're like that they're interrupting filming, presumably. Right. Um, people are just fucking psyched to hear this song and they just dance around. Well the, Maggie, the Puckermans. You'll
1: remember everyone in Hollywood is gay and Jewish, they're all Jewish. apparently. Um Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Of course. But yeah. <laughs> and uh we get like a random assortment of people on this lot. There's like women dressed as showgirls. Yes. There's like people in business suits, there's nuns.
1: Yeah. Well, there's definitely a bit where it seems like they're shooting some kind of like 20s like gangster, gangster movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, but um anyway,
0: <laughs> then there's like a tree yes. that, that they like dance around like a Christmas tree. Um okay, fine. Then we go to a like a hot la well house maggie
1: before we get there cool. before we get there the song actually ends mm-hmm. with a shot of them getting matching star of david tattoos
0: yes they're matching tattoos i did really like that
1: i like that too <laughs> um but it's a very brother's quick having snippet.
0: matching tattoos
1: um but yeah then then we're at miss cross's house but puck is pretending it's his because that's yeah. a very puck thing to do
0: they get caught squatting when she comes back, and Jake is like, wow, okay, so you've been lying to me. Why'd you bring me to L.A.? And Puck's like, oh, I brought you here because I want you to move. And then Jake's like, I'm a sophomore. <laughs> we have to go back to Lima, you idiot. Yes. Uh, and uh, then they plan, like, a breadsticks dinner for Christmas Day with with their mom jake's mom yeah Yeah, with jake's mom puck's mom because puck's little sister is gonna be hanging out with her christian friends well and uh,
1: (laughs) apparently it's tradition bringing bringing that old hat back but um the other thing i made a note about puck reveals that he has no friends in la because quote it's hard to make friends when you're always in your car but we have already established that puck doesn't have a car so...
0: Yeah, he has a motorcycle.
1: So, I mean, um, I feel like it's just, like, an L.A. complaint that maybe the writers have, but, like, misplaced. Like...
0: <laughs> yeah, and we just saw the motorcycle. Exactly. Like... like come on. Yeah. Uh, we go right to the breadsticks dinner, mm-hmm. where we find out that Jake's mom is Aisha Tyler. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Um And... Puck's mom like sort of gets into it right away like trying to egg Aisha Tyler into some sort of fight um and the the boys are like hey hey don't fight we all have to agree that our dad sucked balls and we can all come together as a family knowing that he sucked a lot yes
1: well that's I mean it's nice uh they they get a reminder that you know the they're the dad the the ass, as they call him, the epic ass, is the yes. real villain here, which is good. Um, Jake declares them to be a family. A weird family, maybe. But, you know, a family, nonetheless. Um, it's yeah. it's
0: very sweet. Yes. Uh, it's nice that these people are coming together. Um, and it's nice that Aisha Tyler's on the show. Yes. Even though she doesn't have a lot to do.
1: No. Um, uh- <laughs> but it does end with Puck saying, Merry Hanukkah, bro, to Jake. So... <laughs> Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, next story begins at McKinley with Brittany giving outrageous gifts to people. She gives a Rolex to Marley. She gives a trip to Saint Tropez to Ryder and a Camry to Tina. Yes. These are supposedly bought with Brittany's savings. She has um, so much in money in this fiction, right? Yeah, in this fiction, she is a 19-year-old high school repeat senior right like so how where is the money coming from
1: (laughs) yes i mean honestly this the thing that gets really like that we find out she tells tina i'm
0: I'm 24 and i've graduated from college and i can't just buy a camry with my life savings
1: yeah like i don't think i could do that that, either like
0: (laughs) is that a little too telling does that do people know that i'm poor now (laughs) no it's fine you can know um everyone should know that i'm poor so that someone will make me that new directions jacket (laughs)
1: But, um, uh, she, so Brittany tells Tina that she has, she's seen a documentary on the History Channel and is now preparing for the Mayan Apocalypse. Um.
0: Yeah. This is 2012. Yes. So, I suppose it is, like, current, (laughs) uh, to, to make a Mayan Apocalypse, Apocalypse reference, even though they don't do a very good job, uh, I'll mention why later, um, and, then we see Sam, uh, and Brittany is, like, telling him about this documentary, and Sam's like, oh, no, I believe it also. Then we see Sam doing, like, a whole conspiracy theory speech. Yes. He's got full blackboards, or he's like, the number 10 appears here. And then how many people visited Mexico last year? 10,000 or something stupid like that. Well, that's, um, yeah,
1: He he's like, numbers? <laughs> proof and i'm like literally nothing <laughs> like the thing he says it's, is nothing it's all nothing
0: i i i like this story the best maybe um because i i feel like people the characters are truest to themselves um Brittany and, and sam are both very true to their kind of gullible outlooks they're special I guess. um Especially Sam, like Sam of this season, is this character. Right. I don't know if Sam of like season three or season two, um, was like this, but this is definitely right on right on the money for Sam. Sure. Uh, And uh, they, uh, so they decide that they have to be very honest to their friends to purify themselves for the apocalypse.
1: Yes, it gets called later brutal honesty, which is pretty, I mean, yeah, they have a little meeting where they invite every, quote everyone, it's like five people, Um, and then they just It's
0: Tina, Ryder, Jake, Marley?
1: Yes, and someone else I think that's it I think Joe's there
0: Maybe Joe? Yeah, Yeah, it's Joe. Because um, uh, Brittany first says to Tina that her acting is uh, a pipe dream that is honestly irresponsible for her to try to achieve uh, and that she doesn't know Joe's deal. Even
1: though though Joe's been there for, like, a year.
0: Also, like, Joe's deal is so fucking apparent. He's Jesus. Right. (laughs) Which, I mean, to be
1: fair, based on our lore... That makes a lot of sense. Um, that Britney. I wish understand.
0: Joe had had a story about being Jesus. the reincarnation of Jesus. Yeah, me too. For the Christmas episode, you know? Yeah,
1: um, essentially, like, yeah, it's weird because they just dunk on Tina here. Like,
0: they just dunk on Tina for no good reason. And Tina's like, bye, yeah.
1: bitch. <laughs> yeah, everyone leaves. Like, Marley's like, we're not just going to stand here and get insulted. And there's a little joke where Britney's like, well, I wasn't going to insult you. I was just going to say that you're delightful. But, um,. Yeah, everyone else leaves, and then Sam is like, "That's okay. I prepared this number," and he does Jingle Bell Rock, which
0: and there's yeah. um, a cavalcade of Cheerios dressed as reindeer who come and do some nearly explicit dancing. I would say, "Yep, uh,
1: yes." There's
0: a there's a part where like they're doing like a wheelbarrow dance moves. Yes. This is so good. It's basically though. pornographic. Yeah. Well, uh, here's <laughs> the thing:
1: these cheerio dancers are the best part of this number. They're so good. They're amazing. They're very. They lift
0: good. Sam on their shoulders at one point. Yes. Like, fuck, and, dude. And there's a part uh, where they're
1: like mimicking, like doing snow angels, like around the room, and like yeah. it's so good. Like, oh, yeah.
0: And uh, one of my favorite reoccurring Cheerios is there. It's the one with, like, the blo- the bleached pixie cut. Yes. I, um, I,
1: I, have, I saw her, and I was like, I've seen that there Cheerio is. before.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's um pretty muscly. I'm down. Um, yeah. So the song is fine. And then Sam's like, what about this rock? And he gets down on one knee, presents Brittany with a ring, and asks her to marry him.
1: Yes. Um... This then immediately cuts into Shannon, um, you know, Coach Shannon Beast, claims that she (laughs) has has been ordained as a Mayan church minister by their website, um, and she is Mm -hmm. performing the sacred marriage ritual, um, which involves a lot of, like, weird old books and, like, stones and stuff. Uh
0: (laughs) And it's also in the McKinley locker room. (laughs) While somebody is showering. Because there's, like, a really ostentatious shower, like, sound effect Okay, we, for the entire scene. We also
1: find out that this is December 18th at the end of the scene. Yes. This seems real close to Christmas for school to still be...
0: Happening? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't that's know. That's fine. I, I don't... Who knows about the McKinley school system, you know? Yeah. Uh, and th- the... Brittany looks really good. Yes. As this Mayan bride. Um, With her little, like, Sam flower ge- crown? Yeah, Sam looks generic, you know. Yeah. Uh, and they do, like, vows to each other, and Sam calls the Mayan god something, but it's not Quetzalcoatl. Isn't it... Shouldn't he... Isn't it Quetzalcoatl? I'm
1: not sure. My Mayan um, theology is lackluster. <laughs> it's pretty lacking. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> Mine is, too. Um, honestly, oh, whatever um the vows are fine i'm really not invested in this relationship
1: well the thing that i noted that was interesting sam calls Brittany his soulmate and then Brittany just says you're special
0: you're funny <laughs> and cute <laughs>
1: <laughs> which i think your show's maybe a slight uh A slight discrepancy in this relationship, but...
0: I mean, there obviously is. Oh,
1: and um, I think Quetzalcoatl might be the Aztec god? But I'm not entirely Um, sure. I don't know. Anyway. Who knows? Uh,
0: And then... So this is when Sam says that it's the 18th, and then we go to commercial break, and when we come back... Uh, it's in Brittany's room which is like trashed it's full of garbage Uh, and uh, Sam wakes up her laptop to see that it's December 22nd Uh, when he says that uh, he's like Brittany it's December 22nd Brittany like gets up off the ground like she's she's, like face planted sleeping Um, and it's like the apocalypse didn't happen Oh no, we're married!
1: Yeah, um, the one note I have about this, I know that this is because they had to cram all these stories into this episode, but right before that cut, Sam says, let's make this time count, and then we see none of it. Like, yeah. the, the important part, like, where they get to spend their the last days on Earth. Where,
0: like Yeah, where they uh, presumably make a bunch of garbage maybe do drugs or something and <laughs> definitely have um, definitely lots of bone. wild sex.
1: Um <laughs> yes, but yeah, essentially yeah. This this is a real quick scene though cuz they're just like we survived the apocalypse didn't happen. Um we're married. And then we cut to our next story cuz of course, um Sue is arriving in the teacher's lounge. Um Shannon making another appearance, um, is passing mm-hmm. around a Santa hat, and Sue's like-
0: She's also eating yes. <laughs> um, loudly.
1: Yes. Um, and then Sue's like, what's going on? And then Shannon, mid-eating, so with her mouth full of food, um, explains <laughs> to Sue that this is the secret Santa for the faculty of McKinley, which is gross. That they do every year. Yes. Not, not the secret Santa. Sue, food. Um, Yeah,
0: Sue- Sue rigged it um, where she put only her name in it uh, last year or the year before. Um, And this time that didn't happen. Sue pulls Millie Rose, which is Marley's mom. She has a name. Yay! Yay! I I wrote that down as
1: well because I know that that's been a common thread for us for this podcast is that uh, Marley's mom didn't get a name until this episode, even though she's been a major character. Um
0: Yay, she has a name, but guess what? The show's still really fat phobic. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Um so Sue is trying to give Becky a gift also. Mm-hmm. And we see her in her office, like presenting Becky with things and Becky turning them down, like a sweater from Bennington. Yes. Um I've never heard of it.
1: I, I mean Okay. Whatever. It, it's
0: I assume it's something nice. Yeah,
1: it's a setup. It but like Becky is just poo these gifts, and then Sue is like You're not the only person I have to buy gifts for. Fat shame, gross thing to say. Another gross thing to say. Like it just.
0: I just don't find like fat shaming and fat phobic quote unquote jokes funny. Like it's just not right. Yeah,
1: it's just honestly, I think one of the things about it too is that at this point in time on this show, I think we've had a fat joke every episode, like. A, a, yeah. a joke at Marley's mom, specifically at her expense. We've had one like every episode, at least,
0: at least one every single season four episode.
1: And it's just, it just feels lazy, it's
0: disgusting. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 lazy, but at the same time, like it's really offensive. Yeah. Like, why are they even doing this? Well, they only yeah. included this character to be mean to her. Well,
1: but except for the fact they also included her to be like a really great mom. To Marley, because like that's the thing. Yeah, that's true. She she is like a really great character, and yet all these people say these terrible things about her all the time. Like, and I guess maybe they're trying to make some commentary there, where it's like none of these people actually know her. But then later in this episode, Sue like like when they talk, Sue still makes a fat joke. When they
0: quote unquote reconcile, Sue like. Says something really shitty to her face. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. like, what the hell, Glee? Yeah. Anyway, um, Mill. Then we see Sue like spying on Millie and Marley talking. Yep. Um, Millie says that there's no presents this year for either of them because they have to save their money for Doctor Goodsit, which is um the best, uh, like therapist focusing on eating disorders yep. in the area.
1: Yep. Um,
0: because as we've said. Millie is a great mom. Yes. Who when when the story allows her, supports Marley.
1: Yes. Um, yeah, she apparently a single session with this doctor is two hundred dollars, which is like buck wild. Like
0: How does she not have like health insurance? Well, I'm sure as a y- as a school employee? I mean,
1: I'm sure she does, but do you think her insurance covers specialty therapists? Cause, like, I would guess well, not. This is 2012, Maggie. They
0: should. They should. If Marley had, like, an incident where she, like, fainted publicly. I mean, Maggie, right? yes. Like,
1: there's a lot of fucked up shit about the healthcare system in America. Yeah, it sucks. You're right. It's fucking <laughs> shitty. And, like, this is 2012, and, like, man, it's just really upsetting. Um, But. Marley, Marley is kind of resistant at first, but she kind of gives in when her mom is like, no, we're going to, like, we need the money so that way we can make sure that you are healthy.
0: or healthy. Yes. <laughs> um, and yeah. then she tells Marley that the only thing she wants for Christmas is Marley to sing to her, which she does immediately with no backing music, just yeah. belting right at her in the... In the-
1: kitchen (laughs) yes um
0: yes mckinley kitchen yes uh
1: she sings one verse of the first noel which uh millie declares is the best gift she's ever gotten
0: they're sort of scraping the barrel for some of these christmas tunes because they're they're having to go much more religious um, yeah religious than they've they have in the past yes um then we go to a Sue de Soleil rehearsal in the choir room. Uh, But it's also, like, where the Cheerios tree is. Yeah, Um, I don't know. Because the Cheerios have, like, a designated Christmas tree that is also some sort of, like, very expensive tree.
1: (laughs) Yes. Whatever. Sue Sue says it,
0: like, offhandedly. I did not write it down. I don't think it matters. She's going to sell the tree to pay for her Christmas gift to the roses. Yeah,
1: the the only thing I would know, one the tree looks really cool. It's like a, like a gnarled like twisted tree that has like Yeah, sp- sort of yeah, very sparse
0: large bonsai. Yeah.
1: Um also it's apparently 7,000 years old. Is what Sue claims, <laughs> which
0: I don't <laughs> Jesus think is Christ, true. Sue. Like I don't
1: think that can be like I think the oldest tree on earth is n- nowhere like
0: at least it's like hundreds of years old probably like maybe like, a thousand
1: but probably smaller than that we're but not
0: but also we're not botanists. yes so good
1: point to note um and i i'll probably regret this when i edit it so um sue <laughs> yeah like you said she's selling the tree to make like i don't know expensive toothpicks or something to make money yeah. for an important cause
0: she's gonna do a full christmas for the roses which we see um immediately yep uh, cause it's suddenly Christmas and, uh, Marley has rushed downstairs to see Millie like being like, oh, the doors jimmied open, but then I saw this and I didn't call the police. Oh, look, $800 hanging from our new tree. Um, then they hug and they're like, wow, we should probably still call the police. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. Marley finds the sweater that Becky rejected earlier. So we are aware that Sue is behind all of this. Um, yeah,
0: that the, the sweater was a plant so that we could understand this part of the story. I mean, blah, blah, Maggie, blah. If, if um, and to reemphasize yes. that, we see Sue and Becky in the window peeking in. But, like, um, because they're not enjoying their Christmas mornings. No, see,
1: that was my first thought when I saw that. I was like, why is Becky here? Like, doesn't she have a family? To but, like, they're right up against the window. Like, if either of yeah. the roses looked, they'd be like, they're right they here
0: <laughs> immediately. But, yeah, yes, I, I
1: do. I do like at the very end of the scene, like they're hugging and then Marley's like, we should probably still call the police. Um, <laughs> but
0: then we go back to the breadsticks dinner, mm-hmm. which is also on Christmas day. Yep. Um, the, the puckerman's breakfast, uh, breadsticks dinner. I should make a point to say, um, puck is moving back to Lima, mm-hmm. uh, because he, he, Jake like tells him to pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and then we see another breadsticks dinner where Shannon, Beast, Brittany, and Sam are eating dinner together. Yes, <laughs> these characters are together so that we can um, address their wedding. Right. Um. Uh, where Shannon reveals that the marriage was fake. Yes. <laughs> obviously, that um, there's no Mayan church to get. Uh, wh- what's the word I want? Um, ordained by. Yep. I, I think there, there. I mean, there is like a Mayan church. Like there are, there is like a, like a Mayan. Col- the Mayan culture still exists. Um. So this is a little sloppy. Well, I mean, she um,
1: she's referring specifically to like ancient Mayan culture. Yes, but yeah. Um, exactly. She, she then makes up a new apocalypse to help Sam and Brittany feel better about their pointless lives, which really plays into that whole existential issue of Christmas. <laughs>
0: true um she's like oh it's gonna be september 27th 2014 yeah mark um, your
1: calendars folks <laughs> uh
0: then we go back to the bushwick loft uh where we see bert blaine um and sort of kurt enjoying a celtics game yes uh this is where i realized that like bert and blaine are very similar yes well kurt is dating his dad Yeah.
1: kurt has yeah I mean, that not that, like, Freud or whatever? Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, we all fall into these patterns. What can you do? Uh, and Bert and Blaine are, like, sort of, like, on... They're waiting for something, yes. it seems, as, they, as, as they're watching this game and Kurt sits down. And then... Um, in the i i think it's crafted very well there's definitely some tension yes. here um yes. there's tension until, that like you
1: don't understand when you're watching it because yes, like
0: until kurt pulls out a magazine yes <laughs> and starts reading vogue and uh they're both like nah well, and um, blaine has to pay bert because he lost a bet about how long kurt would pay attention yes to the basketball game yes uh yeah, and then it's cute. Yeah, and
1: then we get um, Blaine announces his intent to apply to Niaa at the end of the well, year. Well, because Bert asks, yes.
0: uh, Bert's like, "Oh, so you're graduating, huh, kid? What's What's the next thing?" Yes. Um, and Blaine sort of like looks over at Kurt and is like, "Would that Would that be all right if I were to um, apply to Niaa?" And Kurt's like, "Yeah." Well, I mean,
1: like, what What are <laughs> you supposed to say in front of your cancer dad when? Like no, like be True. a selfish ass um, on Christmas, thanks,
0: um, it definitely sort of seems like Kurt's I, m- my internal monologue for Kurt in this moment was like Kurt being like, "Fuck, Blaine's gonna get in right away. Yes. he's gonna make me look bad, <laughs> and all he's gonna do is come to this school and be better than me at everything again, yes,
1: um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much like. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: uh then we go back to mckinley where i guess it's christmas day yes and
1: sue is in her office um (laughs)
0: uh or this is after christmas and then we go back to christmas for the last scene well kind of or this is all or this is all on christmas day and they're all at mckinley i I mean Maggie, what else are you gonna
1: do on christmas really
0: um, not go to fucking school probably.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, uh yeah. Millie tries to return the $800 to Sue yes. and Sue is like, "No, keep it. Marley needs to get better." Yes. And then Millie's like, "Yeah, you're right." Uh, yep. And uh then she's like, "Oh, well, you need to come to the auditorium. New Directions has a a a surprise for you." And Sue does a whole like choreographed like she tells like what the whole scene is going to be and then it's like yep you're right yeah well
1: and even like she's like yeah or well i think millie is like yeah marley wants to say thanks too and then sue is like oh i'm guessing they're all gonna be on stage and there's gonna be fake snow and they're gonna sing some hammy and they're christmas they're all gonna
0: be number. wearing white and they're all gonna sing a christmas number and it's like yes, yes. And, then, and that's exactly what happens
1: <laughs> yes which sue walks into the auditorium is like yep i was right this is exactly what's happening um
0: and it's the same setup that Rachel had um, many Christmases ago yes. when she was trying to um, re-seduce Finn oh, after right. she had broken his heart. Yes. That's uh, even before that so there's, Yeah. There always seems... the fin- Finchel always seemed broken up around Christmas. I,
1: yeah. Um,
0: except for the one where Rachel was like, all I want is my fair share. <laughs> yes. Um,
1: um, so the this is where it ties in, Maggie, because... Um, <laughs> the, when when Marley introduces the new directions to the two people in the audience, Marley says, Artie pulled this all together because, you'll remember, Artie is the glue, oh. so he pulled all right. it all together because that's what glue does.
0: So that <laughs> is how Artie's storyline ties into everything else. Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> um,
1: it's so stupid. They say-
0: It is very dumb. They sing Have a Merry Little Christmas, and it starts off with New Directions on stage. Then Puck and Jake are on the second verse. Brittany and Sam join in with them at Breadsticks, Mm -hmm. because all of these things are happening at the same time. Uh, Klain sing the third verse in the Bushwick Loft uh, while they're setting the table for Christmas dinner. And this is where I was like, is New Directions a hive mind? Like... (laughs) (laughs) It's very Sense8, where it's just, <laughs> they're all singing together. Yeah, but, like, um, that,
1: the implication of that is so buck wild, because that means that not only are they... All, if they're doing it all at the same time, it means it's, like, midnight in New York. And it also means that, yep. like, all of these New Directions members are skipping dinner to sing mm-hmm. to Sue. Like, because that would be happening at, what, like, at six McKinley. or seven in, at the Breadsticks dinner? So, like...
0: Well, Christmas dinner can be early. I guess that's true, but it can be like some people eat Christmas dinner at like noon or whatever. Yeah,
1: but like it just seems so So. weird to be like, yeah, let's have Christmas dinner, and then I'm gonna go to school to sing to my like (laughs) least favorite teacher. Like,
0: (laughs) it is it's bizarre. If you think about it for more than a split second, it's like it all falls apart, which which is very Glee, honestly. But, like, again, I'm not, like,
1: mad. Like, in, in other situations, I'd be mad. But, like, in this one, it's Christmas. And, like, it never makes sense. So, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the
0: the second to last shot, which I have mentioned already, is Kurt. Is, is Blaine looking at Kurt um, sort of smugly? Yes. Like, he's like, I've, I've done it again. I've trapped you in my evil web.
1: Blaine Anderson, you've done it again, you devious dog. <laughs> Sly. You
0: devious dog. You devious devil, <laughs> you! You managed it once again. Uh, I just I want us to remember this like hive mind moment because I think the show would be a lot better if it was a, hive mind? a lot. If it was if it was more like Sense Eight, yes. I would like this show more. Yes, and because there'd be more gay people on the show, right? And you, yeah, they and there'd be more orgies. I was say, yeah, there'd be know? a
1: big gay orgy which everyone would really enjoy watching. So, <laughs> but yeah,
0: I um. So my uh my final thought on this Glee Christmas episode is that everyone should watch Sensei.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean um the only thing the only wrench I have to throw in that plan is that some of them are high schoolers which makes that weird.
0: I guess. Yeah. But um well for us to be watching that. I'm, um but anyway, yeah, it's They're high, they're only high schoolers in the fiction of the show. I mean so yeah. it's less gross than if they were actual kids.
1: <laughs> sure. Um to wrap up the episode, the the song is fine. Everyone enjoys it, even Sue. Like everyone in breadsticks enjoys it. Like the other patrons are watching them sing. Like Bert, I think no like Multiple
0: Yeah. yeah. Bert is just like eating dinner with them and is like, Oh, they're singing. Yes. <laughs> um Uh so maybe it was all the train sequence. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh character I before we get to the business characters have been excluded this episode no sugar no unique no santana um, No Santana but that's obvious she's in Kentucky Well but like um,
1: but Puck and Finn and Kurt are, are in Ari's yeah. dream, dream which I wanted to see Santana there hmm. because I feel like she would have been just the same
0: she, Well she would have she would have been dating Puck Oh probably Yeah Right, because yeah. if she, if Glee, if Finn had never done Lady Week, she never would have accepted her true self.
1: Yeah, Duh. if Finn never outed that's her, that's how.
0: That's how. Um, that's how lesbians work, Sam. If um, if a man never tells you it's all right to be a lesbian, you're not. Oh, that's not, okay. Yeah, I didn't know you, that. You just aren't.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Yeah, so um, uh, to reiterate, Artie is literally the entire reason that everything in this show has ever happened ever. And without <laughs> him, everyone would be <laughs> sad and miserable. So
0: let's get to the
1: podcast business. But, but it's a metaphor. metaphor. And metaphors are, are important.
0: important. Gold stars are important. Because gold stars, gold stars are, are a metaphor, metaphor for, for me being a star. star. Good. Now we're doing the podcast business. First off is gold stars. Yes. Sam. Yes. Tell me, what is your gold star?
1: Am I first this week or are you first this week?
0: No, I am. I'm just trying to stall. Gotcha. Um. Hmm. Hmm. I think I'm going to give my gold star. uh, I'm going to split it between Bert and Brittany.
1: Okay. Cool. Yeah. Done. Um, I'm going to give my gold star to Artie because he is, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) No, I'm I'm giving my gold star to Jake. Um,
0: okay. That was the other one that I was considering. So I'm glad you, um, you give it to him because he's adorable.
1: And honestly, like he's just like a voice of reason. And also Aisha Tyler is his mom, which is so awesome. Like so awesome. Yes. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that, that I'm giving mine to Jake.
0: Now we're going to do best number. All these numbers are truncated also like yes. none of them are their are, are the full length. Um it's Feliz Navidad, White Christmas, Hanukkah Oh Hanukkah, Jingle Bell Rock, The First Noel, and Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas.
1: Yeah. So, Maggie, what are you picking?
0: Uh Hanukkah Oh Hanukkah is the one I am choosing. Okay. Because I thought Jake Puckerman sounded good. Okay.
1: Yeah, um, I'm really sad that uh, they didn't put Oh Holy Night in this episode, which I know they didn't because it was in the last one, and like, there's only so much room for Christmas cheer or whatever. But like, <laughs> that was really good, and I really wish I could just give it to that number. But uh, I ended up picking Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas because like, it's fine. Yeah. Like,
0: the yeah. other one that I was considering was White Christmas. Um, yeah. Because... I like a good clean duet. What can I say? I'm gay trash. Um, now we're gonna do the last part of the podcast business: slushy ratings. Yes. Uh, some festive slushies, maybe some green and red ones. Yes. Um, I'm actually gonna give this episode a single slushy, just one.
1: I'm also giving it one slushy, because you know uh, what? I'm full of festive cheer or whatever. So.
0: Yeah. Um like i said this definitely put me in the christmas spirit i like i like the episode more than i dislike it the only thing um about it is that the whole the whole episode feels really rushed. Yes. Um, because everything is so short. Like, the songs are short. The little stories are short. Like, and it seems like people are talking really fast to try <laughs> to get all the fucking dialogue in. Um, so, like, at the end of the episode, it felt like my heart was racing. Like, I was just like, oh, 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 ah, Christmas!
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. I think, honestly, the big thing is that it's just not bad. Um, yeah. Like... Again, part of it is that, like, the very first story is stupid and they didn't need it. And maybe, like, I know you're not going to like this, but I don't really care for the Sam and Brittany story either. Um, Okay. I kind of wish it had just been more like Kurt and Bert and Blaine. And
0: And Blaine, I guess. Yeah, I
1: mean, if he has to be included. (laughs) The Puckerman one, which is also stupid, but, like, I love, like... I, I
0: Sam, I they're, love the be, they're brothers now. Yeah, they're exactly. becoming they're becoming family.
1: Exactly. Um, That's so Christmassy. And then if I could get the like Millie and Sue storyline, but with less of like the terrible things that Sue says, that would that would have been better. Maybe, but like it's fine. Like it's fun. It's festive. Yeah. We got a lot of shit thrown at the wall, and then like some of it stuck and some of it didn't. And eh, it's Christmas. Like. I'm, exactly. I'm tired of being mad at Glee for being stupid. Um, so <laughs> here we are.
0: It's a new year. Maybe we won't hate Glee so much well, in twenty nineteen.
1: <laughs> as we go into season five. Yeah, I don't think so. Um But yeah, so that's just about everything. Um I just wanted to say a big shout out to all of the people who uh tweeted us. Um we love hearing your uh thoughts and feelings and best numbers and slushy ratings um because
0: usually they're a lot more like thought out yes than ours <laughs>
1: yes um I also yeah i I also just wanted to say um a big thanks to um uh, I think Lucas on Twitter um and, and this is i I think it's just something we can talk about um but sure. they pointed out that in the episode the Thanksgiving episode um we kind of like we we We've made it pretty clear that we're upset with Glee for making the joke about how, um, like, it keeps, like, Brittany confuses Mercedes and Unique a lot, um, Mm -hmm. and thinks they're the same person. Um, But in that very same episode, we did have a joke about how all the warblers look the same, um, which... I, it is yes.
0: completely... It, it's different. It's different because the Warblers dress the same, <laughs> okay? <laughs> and also, all the all the important Warblers are all white dudes yes. with brown hair. Which, so-
1: yeah, that's... I, I just want to say... And, like, ev- like, I'm not trying to say, like, anyone is wrong here. Because, like, everyone has... You know, we all live our own lives. My big issue is I feel like Glee... Like, if Glee made the same joke about how all the Warblers look the same... I wouldn't be as upset about the fact they're making the joke about how unique and uh, Mercedes look the same, but they're mm-hmm. not. And it's because they're trying to appeal to white people, and it's a pretty, yes. like, white stereotype to think that all black people look the same, and that's called racism. And, like,
0: yeah, you can, totally.
1: you can argue some things similarly about, like, us calling the world the same, but, like, they're a majority, like, they're white men, and it's not punching also, down, which a- seems less... That. Yeah. also so.
0: we're a podcast uh that has a a much smaller reach than glee ever did
1: yeah but so i'm just i'm just you know our comment
0: yeah. our commentary is much different than like a joke on the show yeah and quote unquote joke
1: and you i know? just i just want to address that because like i think it's a rel- I, I think it's important to bring up because um i think in the tweet they even brought up that like amber riley has like commented on how like uh the actor who plays uh unique is like you know they they're like twins which it's yeah no that's true like there there are some similarities between the two it's just that i think the show typically goes with more of a racist interpretation than a yeah like good hearted one so
0: yeah and it, like we said in the thanksgiving episode i think those jokes would be less like Less noticeably bad if there was an actual like character arc for either of those characters. Yeah, in the episode itself. Yeah, you know, like Mercedes and Unique have no care, like n- literally no character arc in that episode except for Unique's speech at the end, where Marley is like the the main focus right. of it. Yeah. Um. So you know, I it everything is in context. Yep. or at least we we try to evaluate things in context here, uh, but also this is a podcast for fun. We're not.
1: <laughs> yeah, which no, and we're, again,
0: we're we're not media scholars. Also, so we we love to hear like people's um, interpretation of what we say and how we can like explain ourselves better and also understand things better with more perspectives.
1: Yeah, so I just wanted to bring that because I I think it's an important thing to like talk about. Um. Yeah, yeah. I think
0: so, too. Yeah, and
1: if you have anything that you want to tell us along those same lines, if you liked this episode, which, I mean, again, we liked it, even though it's not particularly great, um, then you can let us know on Twitter at snmhateglee or by email snmhateglee at gmail.com.
0: And check out our Patreon if you want to see any more bonus content. Uh, we have a few things up there that you can check out. Just at patreoncom Glee. We also push most of our po- uh, Patreon subscriptions to the Trans Law Center. Currently, yes. Uh, we try to uh, donate to causes that Glee thought they were a crusader of. So. Yeah.
1: Um. And yeah. And there should actually be, at this point, some extra bonus content from the. Not Thanksgiving, but the one after that. Um, No, Thanksgiving. That's the one. Eh, Whatever. There should be some bonus content up there for uh, patrons. So um, if you haven't heard it, check it out. But yeah, that's just about everything for this week. Um, Next week, we'll be back with season four, episode 11, which is called Sadie Hawkins. Um,
0: Okay. Um, Maybe they'll let women have agency in this episode. Who knows? I mean,
1: Glee's promised that before, and... <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah. Until then, I've been Sam,
0: and I've been Maggie, and this has been a very quick <laughs> hating of Glee.
1: Well, I mean, ten minutes. But yeah, sure. <laughs> From the top. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, ha, ha,